Shit We've Read is a proud member of Bilo Network, a network of geeky podcasts. Please visit shitweavered.com to support the show. Now let's talk about some books. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Shit We've Read, a sci-fi fantasy book podcast hosted by geeky friends. I am one of your hosts, Laura Benson, and I'm here with my co-host, Jason Rico. Hi, Laura. How's it going? Good. Glad to be back. Glad to have you back. Glad to be back myself. (laughs) We're also here with our other co-host, Bella Romero. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to be talking about a novella for once. Yeah, this episode we're talking about The Mimicking of Known Successes by Malka Older, a novella. But before we jump into that in-depth discussion, what is some of the other shit we're reading right now? We'll start with Jason. Yeah, surprisingly, I actually haven't been reading a whole lot last couple weeks. I've what? been dealing with uh, just, just just life stuff. Um, so the last thing I that's close to what I read is actually an Audible uh, audio drama. Uh, Audible's been releasing their their uh, dramas of or their adaptations of the Sandman graphic novels by Ooh. Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. And so I just uh, finished listening to Act Three, which I believe adapts. Oh, I might get this wrong. Book like, book seven and eight, I believe, of the Sandman. Um, and uh, yeah, those are really well done. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on on the podcast before. If you haven't checked them out and you have access to Audible, I would definitely recommend them. Whether you're a Sandman fan or not, I think they're very, very um, accessible to everybody. They are very well cast. There's some big names attached to them. You have uh, James McAvoy as Morpheus. You have Kat Dennings as Death. Um, and a bunch of other big names, small guest roles, uh, big characters. Um, yeah, they're really fun. They're really well produced. Um, I can't recommend them enough. So that's book adjacent. I didn't read it, yeah. but I did listen to it. No, but still. So, yeah, yeah. I uh, I have all of those on my account. I just haven't gotten the chance. You to need read to get on that. You need to get on them. Yeah. How um, closely related are they to the TV show? Ooh. Okay. Um, I haven't watched that yet. You haven't watched the TV show. To. Okay, yeah. I also recommend the TV show. Mm-hmm. I think it's on my list, yeah. They're both very faithful adaptations, I would say. Um well, I mean like how do they connect? Do they, they don't connect, connect to the TV show or are they standalone? No, they're, from one another? they're standalone. Okay. They're two they're two entirely oh, okay. separate adaptations. Um so oh. they stand alone. I think the the audio the audible versions are more accurate representations of the graphic novel because you can kind of get away with with more like licensings and rights i guess as mm, opposed to like netflix yeah. it's like netflix version they changed some characters because they didn't have access to some of the dc comics characters um uh, but the audible version doesn't run into that problem because it's a different medium yeah so so you can just you can do like a more literal translation um, i have seen the tv show i do recommend it that was really good yeah yeah so it's on so, my uh, list you're inspiring me it'll yeah. come to the top yeah. of the pile yeah no and, and even if you have seen the tv show uh I, these are still worth listening to um, because, I guess, different actors, different voice actors, slightly different performances, slightly different mm-hmm. versions, both very accurate, but still slightly different. Um, yeah, they're really, they're really well done. I, I'm having a lot of fun with this. Nice. Awesome. What about you, Bella? What have you been reading? Um, I also feel like I kind of took a little bit of a, a hiatus this month. I just feel like I've been 
a lot busier. My sister got married. I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And as anyone who's on TikTok knows, that's a whole thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and they were on the same weekend. So I died and then I got sick and it was the kind like I just I didn't have COVID. I just was like my body broke down Mm. from being so busy for like three days of no sleep. Um, so, you know, as one does. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I really, I didn't really do a lot of reading the last few weeks, uh, since we recorded our last episode. Um, but I did listen to finally got from the library, the legend born audiobook, uh, legend born by Tracy Dion. And I, I really like the book now. I, it took me a long time to listen to like the first half of it. Um, and the second half goes a lot faster. So like, there's just a lot of character development in the first half, really setting the scene. And like, it's a good kind of like Southern Gothic kind of fantasy is kind of the best way to describe it. It like, it really put you in the setting because it's set in North Carolina. So you're really getting a sense of like the characters and some of the hist like history really plays into it because we obviously it's a it's a black fantasy series so written by a black author with black characters um set in a in a institution university of north carolina that was built by slaves um but then you add like the fantasy layer to it so it's really interesting there was a lot to set the scene um and i'm glad that she did but it was very slow the first half and now i'm like eating up the second half and i have six hours left in my uh rental of it and i think i have like <laughs> two or three hours left in the audiobook um and that never happens like i'm usually like a week with a rental out of the 21 days that they give you and like i'm good to go so i'm really bumping up towards the end here but uh it's really good so i'm excited i already rented the second book from the library um and then i also got love theoretically by ali hazelwood from the library so i mm. am curious to talk to emma about yeah, that yeah that's one of emma's um, favorites Oh, yeah. I, I felt pressured <laughs> to read the book. Is she um, bullying you? Is that, is that what's happening? No, no, but her Instagram, you know, it's kind of like a one-woman Allie Hazelwood PR. There are a handful of books yeah. that I will always associate with yeah. Emma. The Little Thieves, yeah. anything Allie Hazelwood. Uh-huh. Yeah, Study and Drowning, anything by Ava Reed. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah, so I'm excited. So, yeah, I've got I've got some some exciting books on the books so pun intended yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) what about you laura what are you reading uh you know right now i uh getting back to emma um i'm I'm reading rereading aragon to potentially try to reread all the books (laughs) that is a very emma book in time for um the new one coming out i think in november (laughs) Uh, it's such a long book and then the the next few books are also really long so I'm just like I am so intimidated because I always take so long so these ones I'm mainly listening to the audiobooks especially because I think book three and four are 30 hours and I was like that's gonna take me like a year so that's what I'm working on um I don't That's remember insane. anything from when I originally read it, so it's like all completely new to me. Um, <sighs> it's not really my genre. I'm not big on high fantasy, so like it's good. It is good. Chris, it's by um, Christopher Paolini. 
Paulini, yeah. Um, he's a great writer. So, like, no matter what, I'm enjoying it. Just not really my usual choice. But I mm. did want to mention, I recently just blew through the Murderbot Diaries. Oh. They are so good. They are my favorite right now. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh. Well, but I mean, anyone who's listened to our podcast knows that I'm all about the robot stories. Yes. Um, yeah. If you don't, if you don't do a mer- uh, a, a robot after dark recommendation, I think I will be upset. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and I see. Will, or like, cy- I guess cyborg. I don't know if I'd be cool with like mechanical <laughs> sentient things. Um, there has to be some human in there. Um, uh, Rico might be disappointed that there's human involved, but um, yeah, I definitely need we'll, that. We'll just have to wait and see when it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, uh, no, but but uh, Murderbot Diaries, I I had read the first one a while ago, and then I finally sat down and just went through them. Um, I w- I went back and forth between the books and audiobook, and the narrator for the audiobook is really good. Um, very good at having different voices and kind of tapping into the AI robot kind of voice also sometimes. So it was pretty cool. Jason, I tried to get to read it and he said he doesn't have it on his schedule until late next year. Yeah, I think it's scheduled for December of next year. I, every time you mention this book schedule, I stress out. I (laughs) could not do that. I am such an intuitive reader. Like, I'm just like, what am I in the mood for? (laughs) Well, I'm in the mood for things now to be put on my schedule later. If that makes sense. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. No, my biggest frustration is when I open the Libby app and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get a new book. I'm going to try a new book because I'm just into a new book right now. And they're always like, Six weeks, yep. eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks. You don't run into that and problem. So then, be scheduled ahead of time, baby. Well, okay. So okay. then here's the thing. And then I, I request them and I'm like, great. They're all about two weeks apart. That'll give me a plenty of time. Tell me why they all show up at the same time. Oh, yeah. It's because it's so people, annoying. people are like, I'm not ready to borrow it. Skip me. Yes. And then, yes. Which is good sometimes. Like Sometimes I appreciate like it. With, but then. With Aragon. I didn't really mm. want to wait for the audiobook and it said that it was a two week wait and then it showed up the next day. <laughs> did you did you try Hoopla? Yeah, it's not on Hoopla. Uh, but damn. the Murderbot Diaries are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you like those books? Can you Uh, I'll I'll, I'll take a look at my schedule and see if I can move it up at all. No no promises, but I'll see what I can do. Okay. Well, so we've already, you and I have already uh, finished our fast passes for each other. So I think Murderbot Diaries is my next one. All of them are novellas except for one. So I would just count them all as one book. Especially for Rico. That's, that's, that's uh, interesting. uh, (laughs) Interesting tactic. Um, I don't think it quite works that way. Okay, maybe maybe like three books. Okay. Yeah, that's Because one novella good. could be like th- three books-ish. <laughs> okay, I'll think about what book I want you to fast pass, and then and then we'll talk about it then. Okay. Bella, okay. you need to get on the fast pass and read Project Hail Mary. I know. 
I know. I got it from the library and I just let it lapse because I, wow. I didn't feel like reading it. I was it's, like, I'm not in. I'm not in a sci-fi. It's movie on right sale now. right. When are you? I was gonna say, when are you in a sci-fi movie? At this very December moment of, next year. of recording, it's two ninety nine online. The ebook. It's not bad. It's not bad. All right, I'll think about it. <laughs> okay. I'll think about All it. right. How about we get, get okay, to the yeah, book? Okay. The hand. All right. Let's get to the book then. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, again, we are discussing The Mimicking of Known Successes by Malka Older. It's uh, the first book in the Masa and Platy uh, series. Um, it is a sapphic sci-fi murder mystery novella. It's a mouthful, but it is all of those. <laughs> yeah, it's very accurate. Um, mm -hmm. It just came out this year. Uh, it came out on March 7th, 2023. So it is a newer, a newer novella. Mm -hmm. um bella would you like to read the synopsis for us um <clears throat> on a remote gas weathered outpost of a human colony on jupiter a man goes missing the enigmatic investigator masa follows his trail to valdegeld home to the colony's erudite university and masa's former girlfriend a scholar of earth's pre-collapsed ecosystems Lady has dedicated her research and her career to aiding the larger effort towards a possible return to earth when Masa unexpectedly arrives and requests Leite's assistance in her latest investigation, the two of them embark on a twisting path in which the future of life on Earth is at stake, and perhaps their futures together. Thank you. Well done. Let's first jump into non-spoiler first impressions then. What did you guys mm -hmm. think of this? Uh, since Jason started last time, let's go with Bella. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's no surprise here that I don't like sci-fi. And this book reminded me again why I don't like oh sci-fi. Not a bad book. Not a bad book. Not a bad story. I just was not engaged. I was so glad it was a novella. I It just, it's just the minute you start getting into weird, I don't know what it is about fantasy terms versus like scientific terms. And I'm just, I immediately lose interest. I'm like, I don't want to, uh, nope. Dragons, sure, sure. Physics, no, no, thank you. Um, they don't even get into it. They don't even get into physics. But the fact that my brain has to like think like that, I just, I just don't enjoy Dang. it. I don't have fun. It feels, it feels like work. And I fantasy is easy, and I love it. And I just, that's where I live. Um, but I will say, like overall, I mean, this was a really great story. I had fun with the mystery. Um, I actually kind of felt at times that the romance was unnecessary. The romance plot line. Mm. It's very minimal for anyone listening out there. The romance is like like a C plot at best. Like it's pretty buried in there. Like I kind of forgot it was even romantic at points. Um, I would say it kind of picks up closer to like the end of the book and like you get tones of it in the beginning. But like I was almost kind of like, wait, they dated? Wait, there wait, there's new feelings? Like I I don't know. It was just it felt like I kept forgetting about it. So um I almost kind of wish it wasn't even romantic at all um because i really liked the mystery part of it and um i think that would have made it better in my opinion just for me as a as a reader and i love romance so i'm shocked to be saying that. either like go for it or don't include or like don't include it that hard um, okay but i mean overall i i did enjoy the book um i'm glad that i <laughs> you know forced to do something um with sci-fi <laughs> 
Uh, this was definitely one of the better sci-fi experiences that I've had. Bella, I love this is the highlight of your <laughs> of your review just now is I hate sci-fi. I didn't like this book, but I also like this book, but I didn't like the romance. But I also like this book, but I don't like this sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. There were like I'm much more critical when I don't like a like things, but I'm also like but don't take my word for it. Like, it's still a good book. <laughs> and I did sometimes enjoy it. But Despite okay. Bella I think I- not liking any aspect of this book, <laughs> she liked good. this I, book. <laughs> I, need to talk about the, I need to talk about the spoilers. Okay. I think that's the All hard right. part. Yeah, okay, I'm like okay. really beating around <laughs> yeah, okay. things because I need to give you details as <laughs> okay. to what specifically It'll I did sense. not like. So it will make more sense when we can okay. get into spoilers. Okay. But yes, there are peaks and valleys in my review, people. <laughs> Okay. okay. Sure. Then Jason, yeah. what what was your uh, <laughs> yeah. what are your first yeah. impressions? Uh, this is this was an interesting one for me. I uh, I enjoyed it overall. Let me start there. I, I did enjoy it overall. Um, I don't. You ever... hated everything about no, it. No, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like Bella mentioned, the romance is kind of light, uh, but it also felt like it was light in the mystery and also the sci-fi. Like it, it, it was trying to do a lot in a novella. Right. Yeah. Having three different genres merged in only a hundred and what was it, hundred eighty pages yeah. or something like that. One hundred and sixty-nine. Like, no pun intended. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you can't really get too in depth in any of those. So it's just very like surface level. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little bit of mystery. There's a little bit of sci-fi. There's a little bit of romance. Told a nice little story. Moved on. Um, I, I thought. Think t- I think two could have worked. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I to get one, like one I, of them and, and flesh. The yeah, other two out like, just a little bit more. I yeah, like I, I agree yeah. with you. I feel like the mystery and the sci-fi like worked pretty well together. Like just the way that the, the mystery was based around the sci-fi yeah. element. Like yeah. there was actually a reason for it. I didn't feel like the romance even played into the plot at all, other than the fact that the reason that they're working together is because they once dated. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I do. Like you could have just been like they were friends, but I'm also like more sapphic romance, please. Like we do need more representation. But like this was not a great example. Yeah, I I will say there's a sequel coming out, so I Mm -hmm. feel like maybe this was Mm -hmm. really only to set that part up for the second book, right? Like we'll give you a Mm -hmm. little bit of romance, and then we'll really explore that on the second one. That's what I'm hoping, anyhow. Um, uh, And then on top of all that. I I felt maybe this is just me. Let me know if you two agree. Um, I felt like the writing style seemed kind of at odds with the sci-fi setting for me. Yes, like it was written very much like an old school mystery, like from the eighteen hundreds. Like just the writing style, the word choices. Uh, uh, I'm gonna edit the synopsis so no one's gonna hear Bella's mistakes at all. But even like the synopsis, like like some of the <laughs> word choices in there that kind of messed up bella <laughs> no i think it's indicative of like the writing style it was like it's it like for me sci-fi is usually more modern right it's it's modern vernacular not old school and this book had more of an old school feel so it was like we really weird disconnect of old style but we're talking about modern or futuristic things really uh and then you have a mystery and then you have romance and uh there's a lot of a lot of juggling done I don't think any of it was done poorly. I'm going to make that very clear. None of it was done poorly. I just think none of it was really dived in deep enough. Um, but all that said, I did enjoy it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was nice and cozy. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I mentioned there'll be a sequel. I'll probably check out the sequel when it comes out. Yeah, so, it anyway. says the sequel is over 200 pages, so that one will probably have whatever the storyline is. It might have more development, more details, okay. certain things that yeah. we wanted, may have wanted more of. Um, well, Laura, what'd you think? Uh, it was not for me. Oh. Um, Shocked. I... Like most of the books that we we decide on when we get to them, I forget what it's about. And so, like, mm -hmm. I'm totally fine just jumping into a story and then, you know, learning what's happening as I go. Uh, I could not get into the writing style. Okay. I constantly found myself um, zoning out and having to go back several pages and reread it. Okay. Because I just could not... Could not pay attention to it, um, and I have I have notes about that for the spoilers. <laughs> um, I, um, I'm curious. Did you listen to the audiobook at I all? I did not. I only okay, read because it. I felt the same. The audiobook was a little bit better. Like the narrator helped make it more engaging. Hmm. But I also agree with you. The writing style was hard to stay engaged to the point where, and even with the audiobook, like I did not read slash listen chapters eight and nine because I kept like, I fell asleep and I tried to re-listen oh. to it and I fell asleep again. And I was like, I, we just, I just need to wake up and I need to read this book. And I started at chapter 10 and like, I didn't miss too much. Um, like with context, I figured out what like those two chapters had, it was like half of eight and all of nine. And I was like, that. That's not great for a novella. Like a novella should kind of keep you engaged yeah. the whole time. There's only 160 something pages. So, yeah. and that's another thing yeah. too is it, it also just felt really slow, which, you know, being that is like it, the synopsis says it's a Holmesian murder mystery. Like I understand that there's going to be um, some chapters or whatever where it might be a little bit slower as they're investigating, talking, or what. No. You're shaking no, your head. I, 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 I don't know if that's that should be the case though. I, no? I feel like mysteries usually go pretty quick. Like that's the whole that's the whole point okay. of them is like they're usually short and like they kind of pull you in. You want to get exactly. Okay. And so the All fact right. that this mystery felt slow to you, and also the fact that it's very short, so why is it feeling slow? Yeah. I think that's that says a lot. So it also felt really slow to me, and and yet. You know, you both mentioned the romance. It felt pointless. It didn't really necessarily it, yeah. add to it. Like, yes, I want it to be there or not be there. And on on top of that, I just didn't even really feel the romance. <laughs> like, it, no. it didn't. I could we'll get not, more into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was just kind of annoying sometimes. Um, and then there were just aspects of the mystery itself that uh, I just... I did not understand. I didn't understand how they got to certain points. Um, and that might also be just that the, obviously this is a sci-fi. It's a futuristic story. It's on a different planet. It's got a different society, different science and stuff. So there's times that I just didn't understand certain details. Um, and being that it's a novella, the author couldn't really give more information for it to make more sense. So I just got lost a lot and I think it took me longer to finish than it probably should have. 
But that's not to say that it's not a good book. It's just not for me. Other people may love it. I I mean I I think it uh the the author is I guess well known for some of her other books. If I remember. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the author at all other than this work. Yeah. What did, yeah, what did yeah. it say? And, Critically acclaimed Sentinel. Mm, cycle? I mean, that could be just PR writing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I uh I, I will say that I think I think I was one that suggested this book, and it was kind of a strategic pick on my on my half because um, I wanted to see how you guys did with the detective book. We haven't really done any detective stuff, and so I was like, That's okay, true. well, it's a detective, but it's sci-fi, so it kind of fits the parameters of what I we do. I love a detective book. Well, no, well, okay, sorry, Laura. I, I think Laura hasn't really read detective stuff. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> And then I was like, all right, but it's also like sapphic. And so that's kind of upper wheelhouse too. And so I really wanted to see how this book did with us. And um, yeah, so I'm curious to get into spoilers because let's talk talk about this. Do you guys want to do spoilers? Yeah, yeah. Let's Let's jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, I don't know about you, but I am not ready for this heat. Uh, Me neither. It's only May and we're already hitting over 90 degrees here in Sacramento. And it's only going to get hotter, which means it's more important than ever to make sure you stay hydrated. Yeah, but sometimes plain old water just doesn't cut it. What do you mean? Well, anytime I take my food truck out to an event, I am constantly having to refill my water bottle and I feel like I can never drink enough. And don't get me started on all of the attendees. After hours of dancing and partying in those hot temperatures, the first thing customers ask when they come up to the truck is if we have any drinks. Well, that's where Liquid IV comes in. With festival season upon us, planning for faster, efficient hydration is essential. And Liquid IV has you and all our listeners covered while you get ready before the festival, power through your favorite act, and recover after the weekend. Ooh, tell us more. Just one stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water gets you five essential vitamins, two times faster hydration than water alone, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Wait, really? Oh yeah, I've been using Liquid IV for years and I love it. I have a box of the passion fruit flavors sitting on the top of my fridge so I can easily add it to my water bottle whenever I feel run down, before I head out on a hike to a secluded area to read a book, or just whenever I'm thirsty and want something with flavor. Laura, you know how you always tell me my skin looks so hydrated and refreshed? That's probably thanks to Liquid IV. I've literally never told you that. Yeah, that's because you're a horrible friend. While I, (laughs) on the other hand, am an amazing friend for telling you about Liquid IV. But if I haven't convinced you already, here's the best part. Liquid IV is more than just a hydration brand and believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. To that end, Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Wow, that is so cool and definitely something to support. So Laura, what do you say? Are you ready to experience the Liquid IV difference for yourself? I am, and everyone listening can too. Right now, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code SWRPOD at checkout. Again, that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration using promo code SWRPOD at liquidiv.com. In 2017, Universal Studios announced The Dark Universe, an ambitious project that would see all of their classic movie monsters come together like some kind of horror Avengers. 
Only one movie was ever made, which bombed so hard they canceled the entire franchise. But what if they hadn't? On our podcast, Are You Afraid of the Dark Universe, we imagine the connected horror universe that never was. Every week, one of us pitches the other on the next movie in the universe until we grow to Marvel proportions and beyond. So far, we've tackled Frankenstein, The Wolfman, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and many more, and we're just getting started. Follow along on your favorite podcast app and ask yourself the question... Are you afraid of the dark universe? Alright, warning, we're uh, starting the spoilers section. If you don't want to know what happens in this book, you haven't read it yet, stop now, come back. Or if you don't care about spoilers, feel free, keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) Like we said, it's a short book. You'll get there pretty quickly. You come back in four hours and you listen to the audiobook. (laughs) All right. Um, I guess there's a few things, uh, a few topics that we want to talk about. Yeah. I... Do we want to talk about? Oh, go oh ahead. no, you, please. Go I was gonna say, do we want to talk about like the to me the biggest plot or the biggest uh, the genre that it fits into was more like a mystery. Yeah, like it, it was a mystery story in a sci-fi setting. Yeah. Yes, with a romance subplot. Correct. So, like, let's maybe dive into the mystery because I think the sci-fi was fine. Like, I think in my experience, and I don't have a lot of experience with sci-fi. Like, it did a it did a good job. I felt like I was on another planet. There was like new enough stuff. I felt like Earth was over and they were trying to get back. Like, okay, whatever. But the mystery was where I was really disappointed because, like you said, it wasn't fast paced enough. It was pretty slow. Yeah. And mysteries in a novella setting should be a lot faster and a lot more like, who done it? Right. I should be having red herrings left and right. We should be discovering clues like every chapter, like every chapter, there should almost every chapter, like every other chapter, Mm -hmm. there should be something changing the mystery and changing the trip. Mm -hmm. So that was weird to me that I was we were pretty much on the same journey the entire time, like everything they did basically confirmed the mystery in the end. Like, I don't know, I didn't feel like it was a crazy ending or a crazy journey that we went on to get there i was like yeah this makes sense yeah no i hear what you're saying a lot of times some of my favorite mystery books you know when you get to the end and you find out who you know who did it the who done it there's always that moment of like holy shit like yeah yeah or something like this is not where we started yeah like wow that was a trip or i didn't see that coming Mm -hmm. with the clues there let me go back and see if i could find the clues Mm -hmm. and this wasn't that um i didn't necessarily feel like it was slow but i didn't find myself caring about the mystery um, and I think that might be why, because it's kind of very linear. It was just um, a lot of back and forth talking to people. Yeah. I feel yeah. like not a lot actually happened towards the end, until towards the end. I, I, yeah. I think that's an unfortunate by, byproduct of it, just being a novella. Like, there's not room to invest in but, any of that. I mean, yeah, it could have been stronger regardless, but but especially, like we said. Some of my favorite books are like Agatha Christie, Nancy but, Drew, The but, Hardy but Boys. But they're not Those also trying to done. do sci-fi and also trying to be romance again, I, right? Like, Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. yeah. So well, this goes back to it being, for me, not having enough information about the world that they live in, too. Okay. Because there were certain times, there were, there were details that I just, I, I didn't fully understand about this location or this type of study and um, 
how they, you know, went from this clue to this clue because I didn't fully get what was going on in the world. So, spoiler, the 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 mystery at the end ends up being the this guy, these people are trying to send these samples to Earth, right? To try to recreate the ecosystem. I don't fully understand how that relates to what's his name? Bolian? Yeah. I don't understand how that relates to his science. Something to do with altitude, whatever that was. Like it didn't really in from what I remember, I feel like it didn't really explain some of those connections. Mm-hmm. And then there are certain times that I didn't understand how this is connected. Like, um, uh, I don't really know exactly what Bolian did. I don't know what he what he did for this mystery. He's connected to it. I know he is, but I don't know what he actually did. And then I don't he know. He stole specimen, right? I don't remember. To put on the rocket. Other than <clears throat> oh. he disappeared at the beginning and he took a what is it called a levitating or whatever rail car around the opposite mm-hmm. area of, of the planet mm-hmm. and then disappeared and then the the i don't know the homeless guy i don't know how to say his name rush hour uh um rashad no Rash- i thought rashar 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 he he got killed and i still don't understand why i don't I don't know who I can't remember who did it, and I don't know why he got killed. I don't know why he I don't is either. a part of this mystery. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't know either. And again, it goes back to like just me not really caring about the mystery. Uh, I started caring at the very end once <laughs> everything kind of started coming together, and we start and we, and we kind of dealt with this idea of uh, you know Plady working for this group that wants to re fertilize Earth, essentially. You know, like re. Yeah, they they're, they're whatever, doing classic the versus modern, right? And yeah, that's what the scholars do. Their their studying. job is to learn about. Yeah, so Plato's schol- the scholars, the classical scholars, are to learn about how Earth basically was before it collapsed, so that they can recreate it, rebuild Earth. Yeah, with the like. Yeah, we. Don't, I don't. Think, I don't think we we mentioned for anybody who maybe hasn't read it that that this is, takes place in a in a, in a world where oh, dystopian. Earth, yeah, Earth, Earth is mm-hmm. uh, un, uninhabitable. Um, mm-hmm. It's toxic. Uh, humanity has now moved to Jupiter uh, and are living in these platforms. Yeah, platform cities or something um, on on rails. Yeah. yeah. Kind which are or rings rings which is another thing like they're, i want they're more building information. new rings on jupiter or they're building rings on jupiter I, they then I, I, had a big question. I don't know i'm kind of confused why why did they, why did they have to leave earth it's it's toxic but but we can't live on jupiter that's that's another reason why I get frustrated sometimes with the world building so unless i miss so, something but like, like my, the, my understanding no my understanding is the platforms created basically like biodomes for them to live on. But couldn't you do biodomes on Earth, though? You know, you know that, that was that was my question. Like, <laughs> we cannot live on Jupiter, so we have to create an atmosphere where we live. 
if I Earth, think like Earth, Earth had no resources from what I understood. Like there was no energy, no water. Jupiter well, doesn't so they, well, they were. <laughs> Hold on. They were, they had the whole thing about like the gas factories or gas processing plants or whatever. So they were using Jupiter's resources to create energy. Um, and then that's how they were able to survive or that's, they just, they were able to adapt to the resources that Jupiter had to build a society that resembled what they had. But even then all of that is, I think, might be me just filling in the gaps, no. which is why I hate sci-fi well, because I don't have any legs to stand on. I don't know if that's real. I don't know. No, I mean, I th- think this is a good, Jason, you're bringing up a good point. Like this doesn't really yeah. make sense because there are, they're talking mm-hmm. about there is a storm. There's not going to be a mm-hmm. storm if they're, if they're in a dome. Right. But then they also talk about how they are, there are animals. They introduced pigeons on one of these platforms. They introduced another uh-huh. bird on another platform. Like, they have some kind of technology that's allowing them to live in the atmosphere of Jupiter. Which yeah. I thought was really confusing because in the book they call it giant. But it's actually yeah. Jupiter. Yes. Yeah, I was like, wait, are they? I on was a- like, where did Jupiter? Yeah, yeah. I was like, where did Jupiter? I was like, are they on Jupiter? Or are I, I they was on like, a moon? Was that in the book? <laughs> no, I yeah. That it was not really clear. Like they say Earth, and then giant, and I was like, is giant? What planet is giant? I was guessing like Saturn because they kept saying they were building rings. So the fact that it was Jupiter, I was like, no clue. Did I miss that in the book, or did it? That was only in the synopsis. I don't remember if it was in the book itself. I mean, I I I, have a Kindle. I, I never question it. it because I know that Jupiter is known as like the gas giant. And yeah. so right away. Look, I know, Bella, you're not science, but, you know, for us that are. I'm not science. Yeah, for those that yeah. are, for <laughs> us that are science. Uh, <laughs> Look, they said rings, so I went Saturn. Like, that's. Oh, you see, that I is was, science. Good job. <laughs> I know some things. Okay, I know. <laughs> and like Saturn has gas, but like I yeah, I didn't put together the gas giant being Jupiter like yeah. that I remember. But like the rings really threw me off. So I was That's like, fair. yeah. Are they so then are they just building off of Saturn's already existing ring structure? That's kind of cool. Yeah. But now it's not, it's not even what it was. So now I'm mad. <laughs> I'm just mad. I'm like, yeah. no, things would have made sense. I could have been science and I'm still not science. <laughs> I, uh, it's really disappointing. Yeah. For, for a book like this, I, I go in knowing not to like question the science fiction too much. Like it's short, right? Like I just need enough to flavor the story and, and I mean, like Doctor Who does this perfectly where like you throw out some scientific sounding stuff and you don't need to question what it actually does or if it means anything i just know oh this this needs it this needs to do what you want the audience to understand and so for a book like this i'm okay with that the one part where it lost me was the whole why aren't we just on earth because jupiter we don't live on jupiter i mean i guess maybe if we're using the gas explanation okay fair enough i guess that makes sense but also this is a story you can make up anything so I think the author just wanted it to be on Jupiter. I need to find a way to make this make sense on Jupiter for, because I want it to be on Jupiter. You might be right. Like the, the idea of the platforms and the, the rings and stuff like that yeah. probably makes if someone, more sense. If someone is listening and understands this better and can explain it to me, I mean, by all means, yes. please, I would love to hear. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure I'm, I missed something. Um, Maybe we're just not smart enough for this book. We're not science. None of us are science, apparently. We're just not science. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Look, if we were Ken's, Which, our job would not be science. No. <laughs> no. no. Our job is book. Our job, I would love for my job to be book. Just, just, that'd be great. If that was my job to just sit and read book, God, I would be so much happier. Just, just, just one <laughs> book. Yeah. No, all the books, all the books. It couldn't just be one book. That's not what Ken said. Ken said just book. And you look at, you, no. you, you read, you pretend you're reading when someone shows up. So look, so you look smart. No, that's sad. I couldn't do that. And yeah, go watch Barbie <laughs> if you haven't yet. <laughs> anyways, Rico's made it his entire oh personality. My God, I love it. So. <laughs> uh, she felt so okay. seen. Okay, uh, so it sounds I like in general we weren't that happy with the mystery in general. The, yeah. the combination I, of the mystery with the sci-fi just did not. I like. I think it could yeah. have been better. I I didn't mind a mystery sci-fi novel, and at times I enjoyed the journey, and I think it was cool to explore the world. But I don't think either was done well enough to make it make sense. Do you think if the romance subplot had been taken out, that would have given more space? It wouldn't have done anything for more sci-fi or mystery. Mm. Look, this is this is a rant I will have. It, oh didn't take up enough space to even make a difference. Okay. Like it was not mentioned enough, I think to warrant the scapegoat of this is why the mystery and sci-fi was not well-developed is because the romance took up room. I, no. I don't even think the romance really took up room. I think it was just kind of sprinkled in there every so often to be like, it's a sapphic romance. Like you should read it. And I'm like, eh. yeah, it was, I, I actually like kind of went into it. I don't know if they ever used like, uh, Pietri's pronouns or anything like I don't know if I missed it because she's the narrator but like I didn't know what her gender was so I like totally missed it might have been sapphic until I listened to the audiobook and it was like a female sounding I, I, narrator I think the first chapter or prologue or whatever that first was that is mm -hmm. following yeah, Masa I believe Masa refers to to Plady oh, as her. See, at the very end is, of it. See, this is where I'm like, I cle like clearly was like struggling to pay attention because it's I, at the I very beginning. It's at the very beginning, and I missed it. And I was like, Wait, I don't think she did. Isn't this supposed to be queer? I think she did because because yeah, she she at some point is like considering or sees it sees that whoever this is is living in Valdegeld and wants yeah. to go and talk to her oh my e-reader is not turning on and like maybe Pietri uses Pleity like Pleity why do I say Pietri I don't know where I got <laughs> that name oh my god um oh my god that's not some looking I'm looking you're right. It doesn't say. Which, like, I was like, cool. We have, like, a non-gendered person. Awesome. But, like, yeah, I was, like, very confused. And it was like, it's sapphic. And I was like, did I miss pronouns? What's happening? Maybe we just assumed because it said sapphic in the synopsis. Know. Yeah. And see, this based is where, like, I didn't read the synopsis, the synopsis going into it. It says oh, sapphic. It calls both of them she. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I think that's a... That's slightly lazy though. Like, like, like Laura, when we read um, the Kaiju Preservation Society, mm -hmm. right? We had this discussion about how the main character, it's it's told it's it's first person uh, main, main character. At no point do we reference the character's gender. 
and we and so didn't any even gender- we didn't even know until after the fact. Yeah, and so any gender that you assign, it's your own biases. You're assigning a gender, uh, and so that was deliberate on the author's, you know, behalf of like it's whatever gender you want or n- non-gender. This mm-hmm. though is a woman because it's said in the, it, the synopsis it's sapphic, but if it is a reference that anywhere in there. I feel like that's just a little lazy if like you need like you need to give the audience something like if you want right. to tell a sapphic story yeah. you need to let the audience know that it's sapphic right because that's my thing I was like I mean like uh now I'm gonna mess up her name again um Platy um Platy like if it's sapphic like at least like at the very least you know like you have two femme presenting people like either she her or she they or they them pronouns doesn't really matter the pronouns but like it was unclear that this was supposed to be sapphic like Pleiti was just completely ungendered which again totally fine but yeah. then to be like it's a sapphic romance is like i mean someone could have assumed male sure yeah you know like so then it would be like heteronormative in their brain so like i don't know yeah it, it does feel like kind of a cop-out to be like blah, like i don't know what pronoun and maybe i just completely missed it i'm so sorry to the author if i did but like i think that also says a lot about like the writing style like if i couldn't tell and like i mean i was like trying to figure it out i was like there's just no like i'm cool with non-binary but i thought that this was like sapphic like i was confused so yeah, so even that was disappointing. Yeah. Like it just, I don't know, it felt like... I'm going to assume there's something in there that we just missed. Like, I'm, I'm going to, to assume something. that the author... Like, it's us messing up. Yeah, um, but I think, yeah, like, it could have, could have been more clear, stronger, yeah. or don't have that romance yeah, at all. Yeah, the romance, the romance subplot really just annoyed me in general because uh, even without reading the synopsis... I could kind of tell early on there was some kind of history between them. There mm-hmm. were just little mentions here and there of certain things. And I was like, oh, I think they used to be girlfriends or whatever. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, there's times throughout it where Platy will say say things, you know, wanting Masa's attention or touching hands or touching skin, whatever. Like little things here and there. But... At no point did I feel any romance between them. We don't have any any like flashbacks, what their romance, what their relationship used to be. I have no understanding why they're attracted to each other. Like they, it's it's just not there. It also all felt very one-sided that Yes. Because I mean Play tea. Play tea, we could tell. Yeah, but Masa liked is just and so, loved Masa. You know only about this yeah mystery yeah um i mean we do find out at the end why that is why it's kind of one-sided yes Um, but uh but it was still just like like we said earlier it needs to either really be there or not and if it's gonna be there like we need a little a little bit more for this romance to make sense I'm a little more forgiving of these things than a novella because, I, I, I mean, granted, novellas can be done very well. And I've read a lot of great novellas that do an amazing job of what they're trying to do. But in general, I feel like novellas versus a novel are kind of like a LaCroix sometimes. And like, 
it's just kind of an essence <laughs> of certain things, right? It's an essence of a story. It's an essence of a romance. It's an essence of sci-fi. Like, okay. like they're very, they're very short. They're meant to kind of just be taken in one sitting and and mm-hmm. and present something, an idea, and move on. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to really work too hard. I agree. Yeah. And so I'm I'm more forgiving on stuff like this in a novella. That said, again, like some of the novels do it very very well. So there is there's the possibility of doing everything in this book to a better degree, but I, that wasn't the It's case. like you tried to put 100% mystery. It's, like sh- it's like the author tried to put 100% mystery, 100% sci-fi, but only did each about 50%. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very balanced at times. Like, it wasn't like a split 50-50 and then it like flowed really well together. Like at times it was like a hundred percent sci-fi and it was like, Oh shoot, I forgot about the mystery. Let me put that back in. And then you were like brought back to the main plot of like solving this mystery, which was fine. It just made for a really weird journey. Like, again, I didn't, I actually liked some of the sci-fi elements, but the way that it interplayed with the mystery didn't make a lot of sense. And, like, things were not explained super well. Like, you could have explained how it is that they built these atmospheres or whatever on Jupiter. But why couldn't we do that on Earth? Like, that was not really clear. And I think someone could have explained that better at any point. Hmm. We had a lot of scientists. <laughs> um, I, we, we talked briefly about writing style earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, you had, you had, a. Uh, how did you refer to it as, um, it, it, it just felt re- reminiscent of like 19th century. Like that was the style yeah. that they were going for. Like, I mean, the, the synopsis, you know, mentions like a Holmesian story. Uh, and so I felt like the author was trying to encapsulate that style of mystery from that era. It just kind of seemed weird. Out of place. Because they were dealing with the futuristic sci-fi. Uh, and I'm not saying that can't work. It's just my mind was making my my mind was working too hard to try to make it fit together. Yeah. And that writing style sometimes is a little more challenging to follow. And I think that's why I didn't care too much about the mystery. You know, if it had been a little more just like modern layman's terms, it may yeah. have been a little easier to follow for me. So what's interesting is I made that same kind of note for myself. Um, And I have something highlighted that I thought was just like a good example of some of the clunkiness of the writing. Like the very, it was a very formal structure, but it didn't necessarily work in the favor of the book Yeah, because it's such a modern setting. So I felt like two robots, which Laura, I'm surprised you didn't like that. Two robots were trying to explain like this new society to, to themselves like oh humans typically <laughs> do this like it was we i was like wait are they human are they not human like what is going on here like did we just lose all social abilities when we moved to jupiter like what happened here um so yeah there was just there's just a clip or a, a excerpt like where they say such wireless transmissions as existed on earth are impossible in this dense atmosphere and most interplatform communication is by hand delivered message like it felt like a documentary was telling me about this world. It was very formal, very academic, which I know that 
one of them is an academic. Well, I guess they both met in university, so they're obviously intelligent people. But like, it could have just been like, oh yeah, like the atmosphere is atmosphere is so dense. Like we don't have cell phones like they did back in the day. I don't know. There, I think there was just a better, more relatable way to write that, and that is just one example of like overall the writing was pretty cumbersome and it was very wordy, formal, very wordy. Um, I yeah, not concise. Yeah. Any way, shape, or form. I started highlighting. I not. I'm. I don't want it to sound offensive, but a lot of times when I was thinking about the writing style, it came off as pretentious to me. Yeah. Um. And I understand. It may not really be pretentious. It's the style. It, like you said, it's a Holmesian kind of story so there's a certain style that she was going for but to me there were just times it just felt pretentious and there are words that I don't I don't understand why were used um and I had to I was on the e-reader so I like had to look at what it meant and it was just like Mm. there could have been a simpler word like inviolate there was bethought (laughs) um a lot of times also I felt like uh interrupted her own sentence constantly i started highlighting things that annoyed me <laughs> i can tell um, i think, but I I like, think that I like is it. kind of accurate to the time i think if i remember correctly a lot of stories i've read kind of do that they'll put their like interjections in the middle of but of thoughts like and, i get and, that but then yeah. it, it interrupts what the main what the sentence is trying to communicate right Shoot, where is it? There was one that I I really <laughs> like really annoyed me. Um shit, sorry, hold on. I just had it. I can't find what I was looking for. But I did I did highlight a few things like it does not seem the most propitious place to confront criminals, even if those criminals are well-educated thieves of inanimate cellular material intent on dastardly property piracy. What? Yeah. (laughs) Not the most accessible writing style, for sure. It's just, it was all over. It reminded me of, like, Kurt Vonnegut style, like that era of sci-fi, right? Mm. Like an older writing style. And, yes, the Holmesian, but, like, even sci-fi. Like, it felt like an older sci-fi style. Sure. I I just don't think it worked together i think it made it too slow too cumbersome for readers who are not science like me who are just trying to have a good time it was just it was a lot to wade through for very little payoff in the end so maybe i didn't like this you know what this reminds me of (laughs) it it reminds me of um what is that what is that Romeo and Juliet retelling, the modern retelling with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. With- Romeo plus Juliet. I loved that. Yeah. By, um, That's different. By, um, but that, uh, I, I'm Lerman. sorry, I didn't like it. Baz um, Lerman. Yeah. I, it reminds me of that because it felt weird having the Shakespearean dialogue in a modern setting. <laughs> I think you're just wrong on that one. Forsooth, Laura, thou dare speaketh unto me thine opinion most foul. I think you're, I think, first of all, Rico, I've never loved you more. Thank you. That was amazing. Um, Laura, I think you're in the minority on that one. Um, I don't understand. I, I could listen to baby Leo, 90s Leo speak in Shakespearean I, uh, English. I, uh, 
for the rest of my life and I'd be totally fine. Um, I don't entirely disagree with you, Laura. I've appreciated it more as I've gotten older. I appreciate it more for what it was trying to do. Right At the time, I was like, this is really weird. But I did really like the soundtrack. I had the soundtrack on CD. I remember that. Um, beautiful. But I've, I've come to appreciate it more. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Which, Anyways. which I mean, kind of leads into, like, I can appreciate what the author wants to do with this book. I feel like this, this novella was an exercise in, in that they wanted to see, if, can I do a sci-fi sapphic mystery? Uh, and the answer and kind of have it the same tone as an old mystery. Uh, and the answer for us is... You can. You can do it. <laughs> it was done. This is a book. It, it was, was done. You finished How it. How successful it was. It. Well, that's, you know, your own mileage may vary. But. I'm so curious to know what Emma rates this book. I mean, I'm, I'm, but Emma's not on the podcast. So what did you guys read this book? I would love to know because again, I don't like sci-fi. I love mysteries and I love romance. So like it really did not satisfy that craving for me on those fronts. So I am like a solid like three for this book. Um, I did recommend it to somebody and was like, please read this. So I know if I'm just an asshole or if it's actually a really good book, but like, I genuinely want to know your opinion as somebody who like, I don't know. I'm like, maybe it's just not meant for me. I don't know. So. I, again, I'm not really this kind of murder mystery. I'm not really into this kind of book. So I lean more towards a two because, oh, wow. because well, I just could, I just cannot get into it. There's like savage. no aspect of it. I could not focus, you know. So for me, there's two. Yes, it is a novella, but there's too many things in it that made me, made it really difficult for me to read it. But... I'm hoping maybe whatever Jason says for his rating might change my mind to a three. You don't, and you don't have to. Wow. No pressure on me. I'm just um, saying, cause it's not yeah. my kind of book. So if it's not for me, I don't want to say it's a two. So sure. <clears throat> yeah. what would you rate the story? Like not for you. Like it's a two for you, but like for somebody else, would you give it the same rating? If somebody was like, I love a mystery and a sci-fi book. For me, I don't know what to say because I don't know if this is a good book for a murder mystery. Right? Like Jason, you said earlier, like you're testing this out. Like this is, I mean, I've read books that have more, have murder mystery stuff in it, but it wasn't this kind of book. Hmm. Um, I would rate it a a three. Um, I, and, and the reason why I would say that is because I did enjoy it, but my enjoyment came from knowing kind of this may be kind of an experiment in writing and, and, and seeing how all these different elements merge together. I've read a good amount of mystery. I read Agatha Christie. I read a lot of Sherlock Holmes. Like, um, and so I know the genre pretty well. And so I can see how those kind of tropes and those like storytelling mechanics are brought into the story and how they mesh with the sci-fi i don't think any of it was super successful and nothing really blew me away but it's, it was still a fun read for me if for nothing else just because i was curious and it kept mm-hmm. me curious to see how this would all work out yeah. um i thought the i thought there were some nuggets in there that really did work like the ending of the story where we find out this guy wants to launch the rocket and and you know ruin the experiment by by repopulating earth like not 
I'm blanking on the term, but introducing mm-hmm. fauna and flora to Earth again, right? I thought that was yeah. interesting. And and himself. And, and himself. He was planning to go to okay. Earth, which is uninhabitable Bold move. at this point. Bold move on his part, but yeah. Know, right? They were like, you're not, he's like, I'm going to go swim in lakes, swim in water and breathe air. And she's like, it's toxic. But so, <laughs> was, not so was he though. So, you know. <laughs> he was toxic. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Like I was like, I get it. Bureaucracy is a bitch. But <laughs> true. True. I don't know that this was the right time to be like, fuck bureaucracy. Mm, yeah. Like not with you. I was like, I'd be curious to see what happened if you, through those samples on earth i wasn't necessarily against that in this world but it was him going with the rocket that was a little iffy for me well that was a big that was a big thing at the end right of the the different yeah. ideologies to you the class you know the was it the the class classist classicist versus modernist yeah like do you just sit on our asses and study or do you actually do something about this um yeah. and, and i think i think there's some stuff there that really can yeah. connect and to I our own society where... and, and so there's nuggets there. That's, yeah. That's where more of the world building, I think, would have been helpful. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, well, I need to know how many years is it? How, what have they done yeah. before? Like the context for that kind of decision yeah. is is really yeah. important. But I could still empathize. So like yeah. she still did a good job with that. I was like, no, I get it. Like that is frustrating yeah. to be told. Like in your lifetime, you might not see what you've been working on happen. Right. And that's really frustrating. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. And so, and so yeah. there's enough there for me to want to check out the sequel because, especially because they're so yeah. short. Like if this was a big chunky book and I felt this way, True. I may not feel the same way of, you know, agreeing to read another 300 give... or 400 book, but because another one's 200 pages is like, that's short. I, I don't mind, yeah. you know, investing five hours and seeing if the second book is better uh, and seeing if she, you know, s- s- fixes some of the things we had issues with. And if yeah. she doesn't, I'll... then I'll be done. <laughs> I'll read it with you. Okay. And I lo- I liked it enough and I'm curious enough to know about what other people think about this. Yeah. Like I'm not going to discourage, yeah. you know, Emma from reading it. I recommended it to my other friend who is sapphic and loves mysteries. And I was like, I don't know if you like sci-fi, but like, I would be really curious to know what you think of this. Like, does this play off? And she was an English major. So I'm like, I would really like to know you've had a lot more experience with these like more maybe traditional separations of the genres. So like, what do you think about this blend of them? But like I could see this being a mini series. I would love to see something like this on. Yeah, TV. that'd be great. This is a great basis for more good content. So I think the story's there, the interest is there, but I, I don't know that a novella really did it. A, yeah. uh, it a just yeah. service. I think it it needed more time to be fully baked, and maybe the next book kind of fixes some of that. Um, so if they'd come out together, maybe that would have been different mm. and we could have read them together. I don't know. Um, I, Rico, I will read the second one with you. Maybe right. we can do like a little mini sure. episode of like coming back to this. Yeah. Um, this is what we thought. But you guys yeah. can let so me I, know. Well, I will. We will. We'll be better, like, this is I'll worth it, it, Laura. Okay. If there's robots, we'll automatically <laughs> recommend yeah. it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just because there's robots doesn't mean it's going to make it amazing. <laughs> I, I I've read books that did. You're no, not no. Like Rico and tentacles. No, Laura needs sentient robots. Okay, not just robots. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't. Again, I'm not science. I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was implied. Artificial no. intelligence. We'll My bad. My bad. We'll- no, I don't need it explained to me. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> the less I know, the better. <laughs> okay, so Ignorance we. Is bliss. <laughs> so we gave it, what two threes and a two. Two threes and yeah, a two. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm still on a two because I just yeah. I. 
That's so fair. That's it was right. not for you. That's all right. Not for you. It was, it was a failed experiment for I you. I think I just and that's came okay. out with too many questions and in the sci-fi <sighs> aspect, I feel yeah. like needed to be more fleshed out personally. So which, fair. I appreciate again, your honesty, Laura. If We appreciate it. If the it, second yeah. book has better sci-fi, let me know. <laughs> okay. We'll do. Amazing. Um, but... Uh, uh, readers on Goodreads gave it an average of 3.69 out of uh, over 2,300 ratings. So, average, you know. Yeah. So, um, all right. Before we uh, close off really quickly, what is the what is some of the shit we're going to be reading next? Well, I thought it was really funny, Bella, that you mentioned that you are reading Legendborn because coincidentally, we have not talked about this whatsoever. The next book I'm no. reading is Legendborn by Tracy Dion. Um, amazing. Yeah, so. I would love to know your thoughts when you're yeah, finished. Have you read it, Laura? No, I haven't. Okay, I'm giving you a fast pass and I will read your fast pass. This is your fast pass. Okay. We should all read we should all read it together and just talk oh, about like, it. Read I it don't next. know that I want Oh. Yeah, I think you should read it next. Oh, I wow. think you'll I think you'll like it. But if you don't, that's okay. Because um, I don't know that I'll like Project Well, Elmer. Laura's already agreed to reading four dragon books that are going to take her at least half a year. <laughs> oh, my God. So. I know. And Legendborn's long. Like, it, yeah, it's a pretty long it's a, book. It's a chunky one. Uh, so, yeah. but it's fun. It's a fun yeah. type. Well, I mean, I was, it's urban fantasy. And uh, it, it's inspired. It's, right up your it's alley. inspired or mm-hmm. slash a retelling of The Legend of King Arthur which I yeah. also really enjoy. I didn't know that. Yeah. I literally didn't know that. Oh, there's, an, there's another book you might like, Rico, just for funsies right, we'll, like King Arthur. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Actually, I can I can plug it because it was one of my net galleys. It's called The Other Merlin by... Hold on. I need to remember. I, I this by, nope, by Robin Schneider. The Other Merlin by Robin Schneider. Um, it's a YA, oh, like, you know, f- fantasy retelling of King Arthur. Um, but it's gender bent. Nice. And uh, some queer normative stuff in there. I mean, there's still some of that like prejudice, but it, it I would say that that's less of a, an issue um, in this world than it would have been historically, if that makes sense. Um, it's really good. It's YA. It was just a fun time. Nice. It was just a fun okay. book. It's a silly book. I would not be like, this should win awards, but it was a, it was a really fun time. I'll check it out. So, nice. You should. It's a short read. Um, Bella, you had quickly mentioned that you were going to be reading, uh, was it Allie Hazelwood, right? Allie Hazelwood, yeah. Love Theoretically. And then the next uh, book in the Legendborn series, uh, Blood no. Magic? Blood Marked. Blood, Blood Marked. Blood Marked. Thank you. Nice. Cool. Uh, Laura, yeah. what are you reading next? Oh, well. Well, duh. well now Legendborn. Uh, Not Legendborn. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Uh, I mean, you just mentioned I did just, I did commit to the Aragon books. So, uh, so I am, I'm trying to get through those but i'm gonna stick with audiobook mostly for that so originally i was planning to read his other book um fractal noise um mm-hmm. because i also i'm i emma also was talking about yeah that lot, well it's right? a prequel yeah. to um uh, sleep in a sea of sleep stars. in a sea of stars i knew it was something about sleeping which I really liked that book. <laughs> and so I want to read this Fractal Noise book. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to get all of these read in time for his appearance in San Francisco um, so that I can go and get his autograph on all of them. 
Ooh, are we all going to that? Did you already buy tickets? I would go to that. I don't know if there's any tickets left. Damn, my bad. Well, oh well. Tell me how it is. <laughs> we'll check. I'll look it up. We'll still, double check. We'll check. We'll check. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to do. <laughs> um, Bella, I will try to fit legend porn in here also. Yeah, you're not busy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know you've got time, Laura. What are you talking about? If the if the audiobook is is easy to get into, um, that's a lot easier to get into. The author or the narrator is like very like slow, like it not slow in a bad way, just like well paced. Like she really gets you into the setting. It's really good. Cool. Nice. That's how I read it. I didn't read the physical book. I just listened to the audio book over three weeks, apparently. And I've got only a few hours left. So nice. let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Next episode, um, join us to talk about the second death of Edie and Violet Bond by Amanda Glaze. I'm actually kind of excited for this one. It's a thrilling supernatural debut about sisterhood and female defiance inspired by lives of real teenager twins mediums in the 19th century. And it takes place in Sacramento, which is where we currently are, Sacramento, California. So uh, I personally haven't read um, very many books that include Sacramento. I think I picked up a graphic novel once because it mentioned Sacramento in the in the synopsis but it ended up he was on a road trip and sacramento was like either the start of it or the end of it i can't remember so i was a little disappointed with that but uh yeah so everybody join us next month for that one um thank you for uh for joining us for this book if any of our listeners have read the mimicking of known successes we would love to hear what you thought um you can email us or no you can't email us can they email us they can email us <laughs> sure have we plugged that before I don't know. you can yeah. i guess you can email <laughs> us if you yeah. want or i guess we are now yeah <laughs> or we're on uh social media uh we're on instagram twitter and tiktok um let us know what you think uh obviously there are a few things that <laughs> we struggle with so let us know if we miss something. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jason and Bella, for uh, for joining for this this uh, yeah. interesting episode. Uh, re- really <laughs> quick, because you mentioned email. If people do want to email us, uh, <laughs> go to our website, shitweread.com. There's a form on there. So you could oh, yeah. email there. It's a form. You might want to tell people how they can email us. I don't know where it's posted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyhow, Bella, Laura, nice chatting with you both. Thanks, guys. Thanks for reading this book. All right. Until next episode. Till next time. Bye, you guys. See ya. Adios. Shoot We've Read is hosted by Laura Benson, Jason Rico, and Bella Romero, with music by Joshua Chilton and editing by Jason Rico. To join the discussion on this and all other books we've read, find us at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. For more information about us or to request transcripts, please visit shitweavered.com. This podcast is part of the Bilo Network. Visit bilonetwork.com for more great geeky podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks.